welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 110 The Competition I have a close friend who's recently had some, let's call it friction with some other men that he knows, right? There were words exchanged, there were things said about him, and I have that information firsthand from him. And I remember we were talking about it, and he was relaying to me just how painful these kinds of things are, right? When people gossip, when people backbite, which backbiting is one of my two biggest pet peeves. But we were talking about this idea of people saying things about you or people doing things to you and how it is that you as a man ought to respond. Now I remember during the conversation One of the things I said to him, right, and this is one of my favorite Bible verses to quote in all kinds of situations, in all kinds of contexts, the idea that to whom much is given of him, much is expected. And I remember saying to him that, you know, these these men that you know, these boys that you know, are behaving in a way that's that's truly despicable, right? It's 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 absolutely unacceptable for a man to ever speak poorly about somebody who's not there to defend himself, if you haven't, at the very least, said it to that person's face before, right? Now, of course, we shouldn't be going, that's not licensed to just run around and insult people to their face. You should still be trying to make peace. But if it's something so egregious that you have to share it, share it with that person first. And one of the things I said to him is that the standard is higher for you. You're a Christian an orthodox Christian, right from the Greek orthodoxia, right believing, with the undefiled, full gospel. So the standard on you to forgive is much higher than it is on them. And those men are what I am lovingly referring to today as the competition. Before we go any further, I want to present you with a thought. I want to present an idea that's going to color the entire discussion we're going to have today, right? The central premise of what we're talking today, talking about today. There are men in this world who don't care. There are men in this world who do things for themselves, who are motivated by carnal pleasure who are motivated by selfish gain, who will do whatever it takes to get their way, who will lie, cheat, betray, stab you in the back, gain your good graces, screw you over. There are men in this world who will stop at nothing to get what they want. And they're everywhere. But I've experienced this. And we'll talk about the idea of betrayal and the idea of backbiting eventually. These are topics I want to cover. But for now, suffice it to say that there are men in this world who are motivated, who are hardworking, 
but who don't have the limitations, if you can call them that, of integrity. So it's easier for them. I want you to imagine that you're playing a game of pickup basketball and there's a ref. And every time you foul the opposing player, you get a foul called on you, he gets a free throw. But every time he fouls you, nothing happens. So he has an advantage you don't. He can do whatever he wants. He can cheat. He can lie. And the only way for you to win is by being so much better that even the rules of engagement that you abide by that he doesn't aren't enough to sway the game in his favor. And that, gentlemen, is the world we live in. That game of pickup is your day-to-day life. Let there be no mistake. Now, a lot of times I say that you shouldn't focus on what other men are doing. You should focus on yourself. And that is good advice. I stand by that. The best thing you can do is focus on what you can do today to be the man you're supposed to be and to have the greatest impact you can have. But today we're going to look up for a second and realize that we're not just working in isolation. There are men that we're in competition with. We're in competition with secular men. We're in competition with men who are unfortunately under the yoke of the deceiver. We are in competition with men who want money, power, influence to have their way. You know, God forbid, maybe you've even been one of those men. I've been one of those men. God forgive me. I've been self-serving. Now, I was lucky enough, blessed enough that God didn't shield me from the consequences of my actions. And I eventually realized that you can't live like this, that you reap what you sow. And I realized it early enough to have time to repent of that and to try to become the man that I'm supposed to be. And of course, that's why we're all here, is to be the man that God is calling us to be. Now, one thing I like to say a lot whenever I defend the ideas of the Warrior King ethos to people who maybe don't see how committing yourself to building wealth or committing yourself to building a strong body or to learning the things that we study, right? The craft, developing your mind, building the skills of charisma and rapport. People who don't understand how that can mesh with a Christian worldview, with an Orthodox worldview. One of the things I like to say when confronted with those people is that there are too many men in this world who have too much money and too much power and too much influence who don't care a lick about the welfare of the human race, right? My patron saint, St. Marcion, has this famous quote, the only quote I've ever come across from him, right? He's a very obscure saint. He said that the responsibility of the emperor is to take care of the welfare of the human race or to provide for the welfare of the human race. And the warrior king ethos is based on this idea that we all are in some ways little emperors that we're all in some ways called to provide for the welfare of all mankind and barring that as many people as we can. So you have to understand that you're at war with certain men, that there are certain men in this world who are undoing what you're doing. 
I mean, this has happened to me where, you know, I've maybe gone on a date with a girl or been seeing a girl romantically and eventually she'll talk about some of the things that previous men in her life have done and it's, it's awful, right? In a lot of ways, us living the Warrior King life, we might have to end up undoing the damage done by other people. Right? And even in our own lives, if you had a weak father figure or no father figure, as I, as I was talking about this yesterday, is that you're undoing the damage of selfish men. So there is competition. There are men in this world who are up to no good. And so much so that in some ways in the public discourse, men as a whole have gotten a bad name. Right? We see this all the time. And you can think about this what you will. I'm not going to comment on that specifically but men as a whole oftentimes get a very bad rap because of the loud actions of a select few but it goes beyond that because even if a man isn't actively malicious i've said many times that a man has to be an asset right if you're useless if you're not providing something right and it doesn't have to be wealth or physical strength, or leadership, right? Everyone has a different calling, but if you're not in some way contributing, you're a liability. And you can never, as a man, be a liability. You have to be the kind of man that everyone who comes in contact with you, or the vast majority, at the very least, who come in contact with you, walk away better because of it. You have to be a positive influence on people. You have to make people feel comfortable, feel safe, feel like you have wisdom to share. This is what we're all trying to develop. You know, by and large, we're young men, but we're trying to develop wisdom. Right? The entire book of Proverbs, which is definitely my favorite book in the scriptures, is just what, 30-something chapters of praising the idea of wisdom, which of course, in many ways, is metaphorical for Christ. But even wisdom as a concept is something that we pursue and something that the scriptures speak so highly of. You have to be an asset. Not only because it's your calling, but also because you're undoing a lot of what the competition is doing. Right, I mentioned earlier that one of my two biggest pet peeves is backbiting. I can't stand people assassinating someone's character when that person's not there to defend himself especially when those things are made up, right? You know, if, if you know me personally, you'll know that I'm, I'm a relatively eccentric person, right? Especially the way I dress is, can be a bit unusual to some people. It's nothing egregious or anything, but like I have flashy shoes, those kinds of things. But the worst thing that anyone has ever said about me was something that was untrue. And when I heard it, it, it cut me to my core. Right, so that, that's one of the two biggest pet peeves I have. The other one is weak men. And now I hope that, that this isn't offensive to anybody and that this isn't coming off as a judgmental. I really hope that it's not that. And of course, I don't know for sure, but I don't think it is. But because I've seen the damage weak men do. I've been a weak man, God forgive me. My father was a weak man, God forgive him. The damage that's done by men who don't do what they're called to do, who don't step up, into leadership roles, and the way it affects the lives of the people around them. It's horrifying to me. 
And there are so many men like this in the world today. And I, I'm not trying to turn today's field log into just me rambling about, oh, those guys and they make my blood boil. Although some of it is that, I'll admit it. But it's really to warn you of a couple of things. First of all, to understand that there is competition, that we are at war. It's not a physically violent war, or most of the time at least it isn't. Hopefully it never will, will be. You have to get into a fight with somebody. But it's, it's more a war of, of ideologies. It's the, there are people in this world doing bad things, doing selfish things, and that we have to fight that by doing the right thing. By being compassionate, by being forgiving, by turning the other cheek, by being an example to the gospel. Right? My priest once said to me something about the, along the lines of being a good witness to the gospel, right? right? The C.S. Lewis has this very famous quote that you should preach the gospel everywhere you go and you should use words if necessary, right? This idea that your embodiment of Christian values is going to be the most convincing thing you can ever do. Right? I've been having a lot of conversations with somebody recently about the gospel. We've been talking about this a lot. And I can see very slowly how, how this person is starting to, to see the beauty in what it is that the gospel represents. Right, Gospel meaning good news. That it really is good news that Christ died for our sins, that God became incarnate. As St. Athanasius, I believe, said, that God became man so that man might become God. That we have a bridge, a conduit into heaven And that we can share that with other people. Especially as men in leadership positions, we have so much influence. I watch what I say all the time. But one of the things I'm, no, I'm sure you'll notice in the field log is that I have a very particular cadence of speaking. I pause a lot. It's become so, I'm so cognizant that there are men listening to this. And of course, I'm deeply humbled and deeply honored that that's the case. Even if it's just one man valuing what it is that I have to say. But we have a lot of influence, and the more you develop as a man, the more influence you will have. So that's something that you have to take very seriously. And you have to understand that the competition doesn't. They don't care one bit about what their actions are doing to other people. In some ways, as perverted as this sounds... Some of them get a pleasure out of harming others. I know that because I've been there. Again, God forgive me. So the first thing you have to understand is that these men are out there. And the second thing you have to understand is that they're not playing by our rules. Right? They play by whatever rules please them, whatever is convenient. So that the deck is already stacked against us in some ways. Of course, that's not a reason to despair because we know that if God is with us, who can be against us? And ultimately, God will always prevail. But it's naive to think that everything we do happens in isolation. A lot of times it's very practical to not worry too much about what others are doing, especially if you're comparing yourself and feeling bad because of it. That doesn't help anybody. But in some ways, we have to be cognizant of the reality that there is competition. That we are going head to head with those who have listened to the wrong voice. And it's a tragedy, really. It truly is. 
But these things are going to come into your life sometimes, right? Through avenues you might not choose. Happened to me recently, and I won't go into too much detail. But I've been brought into the orbit, or rather a man has brought, been brought into my orbit who has these kinds of characteristics. And now I'm placed in a situation where I have to, to remedy that, right? And something like that might happen to you at some point. So it's naive to think that this will never impact you. You should be ready. You should be aware. You should be forewarned, if you will, that there are men who are up to no good, right? This unique set of things that I'm promoting with the Warrior King brand and the, the Feel Out podcast is something that you don't see too often. And I'm not, not saying that this is something I came up with. I don't, I don't believe that. But when you look at the dialogue of how men should act and what men should do, which of course is the vast majority of the conversation, is men should do this, no, men should do this. Men should do that, no, they should do that. You get either the do whatever you want, take charge of your life, take what, it, what is yours and, and don't care about what other people think. Or you get the men should acquiesce and men, men should bow down and men should submit and these kinds of things. Neither one of those is, is right. right. Men have to, to answer to God and to listen to God and do what God calls them to do. That is what we're meant to do. That's what you're meant to do. That's what I'm meant to do. That's what we're trying to do here. The competition has rejected that call right now. And of course, God willing... Each and every one of those men will repent of his errors, just as we have, and come to God begging for forgiveness. But we can't just sit around idly waiting for that. We have to get involved. We have to become men of influence. We have to become men of wealth and power so that we can take care of our people and not let the wolves at the door through the door. There are people who want to harm the people you love. Want things for the people you love that are not good for them. That are not godly. That are not from God. And it's your responsibility as a man, especially a man who's committed himself to the seven commitments, to become the kind of person that can prevent that. The life that we live is hard. The life that any of us live is hard, but the life of the Warrior King has unique challenges. We want to serve God and be detached from the earth, right? Knowing that we are in this world, but not of this world. But at the same time, we commit ourselves to stewarding our resources, to making more of them, to building wealth, to building our body to its highest potential, to building strength, and in the process, a beautiful body, yes to developing our craft and to becoming masters of our craft, to developing our minds, to building relationship skills that are going to help us be charismatic and charming and build rapport and all of those things, be successful in, in courting women, all of that. So in some ways, we're using the tools that are associated with the competition. Now, of course, they don't own these things. Anything that's good is of God. But as C.S. Lewis says in Mere Christianity, Evil just uses God's things against God's purposes. So we use God's things for God's purposes. But the things that we mess with, the things that we are involved in are dangerous. Right? We're playing with fire in a lot of ways, which is why 
staying humble, practicing asceticism, all of these things are so much more important for us because of the danger that we subject ourselves to, right? Imagine being a soldier, but being a devout Christian. How difficult it must be to understand that every life you're taking is a grim necessity. Grim. And that it's awful, but that someone has to protect this country. In some ways, we're like that. Of course, not the same thing, but in some ways. So today, I want you to think about that. I want you to be aware that there are many men in this world who couldn't care less what happens to this world, who don't care for the well-being of other people, who don't care for the souls of other people, who don't care about the people you love and would gladly screw them over if it makes them a quick buck. Understand that these men are out there and understand that every day when you wake up, every breath you take in the service of your God and your family and your church, your community and your brothers, your children, if you have those, means something. It means something. It matters. Every little bit matters. Understand that they're out there. Understand that they're working tirelessly just like you. Understand that they're waking up early. They're going to bed late. They're working. They're being productive. They're using all of the same techniques we're using. But they don't care what happens to other people. Which means that you have to work just a little harder. That you have to do just a little more. That you have to pray just a little more consistently. That you need every little ounce of help that God can give you, that your brothers can give you that your priest can give you. Because all of this isn't a game. This is serious. So remember that today as you're doing what you need to do, as you're training, as you're working on your business, as you're working on your craft, as you're doing your prayers. Remember that at the end of the day, you need to become the man you're supposed to be, primarily because God is calling you to it but also because out there somewhere you have competition. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the Marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.